0: big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marian Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marian Rose. And I'm Lael Stone. And before we launch in on Aware Parenting Books, how are you, lovely, Lael?
1: I am. In this moment, I'm actually a bit weary. I've been, uh, I'm sitting here thinking I keep yawning because I've um, just been doing a lot of juggling of balls. I was laughing at myself just a minute ago thinking all the different things I'm doing. I've got an immersion, you know, launching soon. We've got a project we're working on. There's another project I'm working on. I'm writing a new strategic plan for my school. Uh, like just the different various things that go on in my life kind of make me laugh sometimes. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm moving from this to this to this to this. It's pretty exciting. It's uh, it's good. I'm I'm feeling good and back on board. And, you know, our episode a few weeks ago, we were both like, oh, God, there's so much stuff. It feels like it's moved beautifully which is such a nice thing isn't it to just lean in and feel it and then it actually does shift so I am feeling quite productive a little bit weary I think I need a little bit more slow and care uh, a little bit more self-care but apart from that I'm excited I had this thing yesterday morning you'll laugh about this Uh, yesterday my husband and I went for a lunch date because we often like doing that. Now we live down the coast. We often look at each other and go, want to go for lunch? And so we take the dog for a walk and go for lunch. It's really beautiful. And I was reflecting on that time when you have little kids where often you don't get to have time together, but now our life has shifted. There's a lot of time together and we both work together from home. And so there is a lot of time, but it was really nice going for a walk. And uh, as we're walking, he's like, you know, where are you at? What's going on? And I turned to him and I said, I feel like I'm achieving enough. And he looks at me and goes, What? What are you talking about? I go, Is that is that just who I am as a person? Or is there something I'm really a hole I'm trying to fill? <laughs> He's looking at me going, I don't understand you. And I was like, I just sometimes have these waves of like, oh, what else? what's next? What can I do? Which I think I've actually always been, but I've I've kind of seen as something that's wrong. But, you know, when I understand more about my personality, whether from an astrological point of view or a human design point of view, I am all about having all the different balls in the air and then trying new things. And then once I've done it, I go, okay, next, move on. And so sometimes he looks at me and he's like, gosh, you exhaust me just because of so, your energy so anyway that's where I am today I'm like what's next oh, there's lots of next things but I am um, I kind of laugh at myself in the okay I've done that what am I what am I doing next which I really want to say to people please do not compare please do not think you need to be like that this is probably how I've always been just in the right've done that move on to this next thing what can I create next it's just part of my unique, weird, fabulous personality. Anyway, that's how I am on a slight weird tangent. How are you? How are you doing, Marion? Yeah,
0: I'm really well. I'm I'm full of the joys of spring, the beautiful blue sky here, and uh, it's really warming up here in northern New South Wales and Australia, and we've just been out, to, my mum out to the dentist, and, uh, and we've been hibernating. My mum's 90, and we've been really hibernating over this whole two and a half years slash 2.5 million years <laughs> <laughs> there's a sense of actually kind of coming out into the world now my daughter just uh, went out off for lunch with her with uh, her three siblings one of which is my son and her other two and I was so excited they're 10 and it's the first time they've just all been out together without mm. um, you know without parents and they're like oh we're going out without they were just about to say without an adult and then they realize that Lana is an adult but she's you know... <laughs> <laughs> they're just exciting after so much it's you know a big a big internal time for quite some while and also like you like a bazillion projects um dancing in between each of those and ignoring things like my house tidying or anything <laughs> like that it's just chaos I just think 2022 is a year my house is in chaos <laughs>
1: Well, your house is having a whole reshift and rebuild, you know, after the floods and all those kind of things. It's a it's a cleanse. Look at it that way. It's a cleanse.
0: <laughs> yes. Anyway, blue skies, springtime. And as anyone knows who's done any of my courses or offerings, we have uh, wild birds nesting in my house. and because it's springtime, they're all just so like singing all the time and bringing in feathers and dropping them all over the place and bits of sticks. and it's just I just love it so much. I wake up every morning and they sing to me to for me to open the doors to to let them out in the morning. <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: my god it sounds like like that fairy tale which one he said i'm just seeing like that cartoon animation where she's chatting with the birds and singing that's your life okay yeah (laughs)
0: maybe need to look more into the whole the myth of Cinderella hey because
1: oh yeah true true yeah that's funny funny Mm. uh all right let's jump into this uh this one we really wanted to well I can't believe we actually haven't done it yet a podcast that talks about Aware Parenting and the Aware Parenting books and the work of Aletha Salter, which is what we, you know, we talk about all the time. Uh, so we wanted to just do a little bit of a, a run through of her books. If you haven't come across her books and um, are, are interested but unsure what they're about, then we're going to do a little bit of a review of her books and and share a little bit more about them.
0: Yes, yeah, so we'd really love to acknowledge Aletha Salter. We've both been so deeply influenced by her work and she's really um a way shower and uh, just you know amazing. That's still her work uh, so many years on, you know, she she published The Aware Baby, I think it was about 1981, like it's still so ahead of its time in a way, although of course so much of it is coming back to to um wisdom that's been around for a very very long time that we've just uh, forgotten and disconnected from in this uh you know what i call the disconnected domination culture but she's an amazing woman i've um i i know i feel called cool to share this when i um first wanted to come an aware parenting instructor back in the day she we needed to go to a workshop with her so i arranged for her to come to australia with some other folk and um she came and stayed at my house when my daughter was three and it was so wonderful i just really honor her and her incredible mind and you know what she's brought to the world and these books are such an accessible way of really diving in deep into her, you know, her, really her philosophy and the way she sees way parenting, which is, you know, beautifully clear and concise. And so she just published a new book, she which is called Helping Your Traumatized Child. So if you're listening to this, that was published on the 1st of August, 2022. And, and as you said, Lau, I think we'd love to go through and just say a little bit more about each book and who it's for because you might just go, oh, well, which one's for me and what's relevant, and I haven't got any of them, which one would be the helpful one to get. So we'd really love to just give you a few little suggestions like that.
1: Mm. Well, should we start with her latest book then? Yes. Should we start with uh, Healing Your Traumatised Child? Yes. I mean, I think this is I did read it all in an afternoon. I sat down with my cup of tea and went, right, let's dive in, and um, I think it's a beautiful uh It's a beautiful history and background around trauma and around what's happened over time and our understanding of trauma. And I think it just... It blends so beautifully, her work around listening to feelings, using play, that attunement, all that kind of gorgeous stuff that really helps move and shift feelings, as we know, You know, having done and worked with this for a long time. So I think it gives a beautiful overall explanation of how to work with your children if they have had trauma. And as she explains in it, it's not just traumatic big events, it can be little things like, struggling with separation, going to kindergarten. It can be um, your dog dying. It can be other bigger events too that can feel really, um, tr- you know, traumatic in a child's world. And as we've talked about, you know, a lot on this podcast about trauma, And, you know, it's not sometimes so much the event that's happened, it's around what happens around the event that causes the trauma. And I think this book speaks beautifully into those tools that she developed to help our children process and move that trauma. And I think it really does speak to, which I know we both believe that we have this incredible healing capacity within us, all of us, you know, children do as well well to feel you know situations to be held gently so that we can move that trauma and feelings and find our way back into our center into balance so i felt that it was a beautiful uh explanation you know with some great theory in there if, if you like the scientific kind of theory around trauma but also help you, helping you with some tools of how you can work with these um these wonderful modalities to help our children move stuff that's stuck
0: Mm, I love how you explain that, Lyle. And yeah, as, as you said, so if you're wondering, is this for me? My child hasn't experienced any big traumas, perhaps you're thinking, but as you said, Lyle, and actually she uses a term in here called uh, mini traumas, which I'm really enjoying, and I'm now using that too, so that really it's relevant for any parent, in any mm-hmm. family, because all children will have experienced mini traumas. And if you really like to understand the whole, the processes, so i share a few of the chapters. There's one on... Um, the neurobiology of trauma. Uh, she goes into detail and actually how the natural healing mechanisms of laughter and then crying and raging help. And there's some case histories as well. So there are things like um, a five month old recovering from surgery and hospitalization, um, a three year old recovers from a traumatic visit to the dentist. Um, a seven-year-old boy recovers from a frightening incident at school. So I think it can be really helpful to really look at those case studies and, and to really just understand in that perspective from a from a story, as you love telling stories now, I think it would be really helpful to actually see how it unfolds, seeing someone else's journey. So they're all real case studies that she's, um, you know, she's gathered from parents. Mm.
1: Yeah, it really made me think as I was reading it, really I reflected a lot on over my children's years things like dental appointments that didn't go well that created trauma and then using play afterwards to help um, our kids process it or holding space for their feelings. Or even one time I think I've shared this story, my daughter broke her arm and just being able to hold the space for her while the whole body shook and she cried and I just didn't stop it. I just sat with her while she did it. And you could literally see her moving the trauma in those moments moments as her body was doing the whole, oh God, this is a big shock and this isn't safe. And, and I just could help hold that space for her to move it. And then, you know, she then worked through other layers of it through play and through talking about it afterwards. So I think it is, it's a really, it's a great handy book to have, I think, because as you say, our children are going to have traumas at some point, whether they're mini ones or there's big ones and they are beautiful skills to know and to understand so that when stuff does happen like that, we're able to be like, ah, okay, I understand what's going on here and these are some of the things I can use to support my child.
0: Yes, and I think it's really important to have this kind of information like handy or to have read it because in our culture there's still so... You know, this understanding is not integrated yet. Mm Like to really understand, number one, that actually all babies and children do experience stress and many traumas, and and you know most experience at some time or other actual larger traumas. But let alone the fact that we're all have this beautiful natural inbuilt ability to heal from stress and trauma. So because all of our conditioning doesn't really understand that we're so often working against those natural healing uh, processes so i think to have that information and just to keep reading not often phone reading and rereading alitha's books to really take it in to really um you know, to um, overlay what we've been conditioned with, which is you a know, very different perspective about what's actually going on when children are, you know, playing a game repetitively or suddenly start hitting or biting when they haven't been before. You know, all of these signs that children are com- constantly trying to show us that they are trying to heal and really understanding that they need us to be there with them. They need us for the healing processes to work. So if we don't understand them and we don't see the invitations for healing you know, we can easily miss them. So, again, I think that's why the book's really helpful so that we can go, oh, okay, that's what they're trying to do. Okay, now I can I, now I can join in. I know what I can do to help.
1: Yes, yes, I love it. Yeah, it's a good one. It's good. Uh, and not heavy to read. It's easy to read. Well, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's easy for me to read because I like trauma, which sounds terrible, but I, <laughs> I like talking about trauma and understand trauma. It's, yeah, it, that came out all wrong. Anyway, moving on, <laughs> moving on. what would you like to talk about about
0: next what about a nice um I know you wanted to do it in order I'm going to do the opposite order what about um raising drug-free kids because again I think this one is one of her books that isn't so much um talked about or even known about and again I think because it's another title where people might often say that's not relevant for me or this is only relevant for me if I've got a you know a tween or a teenager but what I love about this book is it's it's a hundred tips for parents and the way she um, structures it is um, in different age groups so there's birth to age three and then there's age three to six and six to twelve 12 to 18 and 18 to 25. So really, this is for anybody who has a child or has anything to do with children, <laughs> um, because basically at any age, you can be doing things to support children so that they are less likely to, to um, be drawn to taking drugs when they're teenagers or adults. And
1: I think it's good to clarify, you know, in, in that taking drugs in is meaning in that sense of, and we talk about this, about using it for suppression or as a control pattern, um, when we don't want to feel, when we want to numb out, that, you know, that's it's often can be what teenagers lean towards when feelings feel so big and they don't have somewhere to bring them and it doesn't feel safe, then they are going to look for bigger ways to numb feelings. And it's interesting from when, when did Aletha publish that one? So how long say is it's about what uh, I was going to say 2007 would it I'm impressed 2006 yeah wow okay because it's interesting isn't it as time has developed you know we see some of the biggest um you know control patterns or suppression mechanisms for kids these days for teenagers these days it's actually I was just doing a talk last night to a group of teenage parents and I was saying fascinatingly from the study and the research here in Australia, um, teenagers are actually taking less drugs and drinking less alcohol than what we were, right? Yet we see such a rise in um, addiction to technology, to gaming, to pornography, all those kind of things. And so part of me is, um, you know, what I often observe or with parents or, or teens that I work with see that, yes, we, our drug taking and alcohol may have decreased, but we're also upping our addiction to other things. And so really that book is talking about how do we help our kids know that it's safe to process those feelings so they don't need to move into those numbing behaviors you know um you know and i think that's really what that book is talking about these beautiful tools again so that we can stay connected to our kids so that they don't need to move into those places because it's, it's also, you know, having teenagers, you know, myself is that, you know, I also see there's normal age appropriate risk-taking behaviors that teens are going to do. So they may try drinking alcohol and they may try this and they may try that. And it doesn't mean that there's something terribly wrong with your child. And it's not, you know, it's where it's always been of concern to me, which I've always talked to my teens about is if you need to do this every weekend, just to get through your weekend, or if you need to do this, just so you feel like you can belong with your friends and I think there's an issue and that's something we've openly talked about a lot is that uh, it's very normal for humans to want to experiment and to find edges and those kind of things but we have to look at what our motivation is and also what the why the why behind what we're doing within it so I think it's really important to to remember that so many of these tools that Elise is talking about is to make sure that we're maintaining that beautiful connection with our children so that they know there is a safe place to bring their feelings and that they can express them in healthy ways. So we don't need to try dangerous behaviors or lots of numbing behaviors just to cope. Yes, exactly. And that's such interesting research as well, because I'm
0: I'm thinking about when I was a teenager, back in those days it was drinking, but it was also smoking cigarettes. And nowadays it's you know really rare to see that. So again, it's interesting, isn't it, the social parallel with you know, what happens for children uh, as we often morph through different ways of suppressing Mm -hmm. or dissociating from feelings. You know, we may start off um, sucking our thumb and then perhaps we get shamed at school and then we start biting our nails and then maybe our parents are like painting that toxic stuff on our nails. And then we move to like, you know, uh, I don't know, biting pencils or whatever it is. So it's the same way, you know, if feelings don't get to be heard and the outer form changes, something else needs to be done you know that something needs to be done to hold those feelings in or to dissociate so again it's with with no judgment without any of the the sticks of the guilt but just to actually understand that you know feelings if they're not being expressed and they're being held in the body we need to be doing that in some way shape or form Mm -hmm.
1: yep yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's and it'd be interesting, actually, just the next evolution of that book too, around what we see with teens, and you know, vaping is a huge issue, huge issue. You know, I was talking to someone. Another school the other day, and they they're catching their grade fives and sixes vaping in the toilets. I'm like, it's like ten and eleven year olds, you know. And I'm like, oh, there's you know, there's a lot of stuff. And obviously, you know, the internet's a huge thing. So there's there's lots there's lots there for people to use when they don't want to feel stuff and to numb and and that's not going to change, you know. As you say, if cigarettes are not cool anymore, but it just is replaced with the next thing. So yeah,
0: and I also think that you know we. I've been saying this for years, you know, you feel concerned about your child on Instagram, wait until VR is just all over the place and everywhere. And I mean, gosh, there's a way, you know, to completely dissociate completely from any sense of reality here. And uh, as with all technology, you know, I think it has, you know, possibilities for wonderful things i like am or i've been thinking for years i want going to be great and we can do aware parenting workshops with vr and you know they can get to uh, you know be with a crying child and we can support them you know but of course it can be also going to be used for more and more and more dissociation so i think that's why to me aware parenting is even more needed because the the pull to dissociate is getting stronger yes
1: it is yes it is <laughs> all right next next book
0: rightio uh let us go to da, 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 da. um tears and tantrums by the way that's my daughter and her dad on the cover of tears and tantrums <laughs> so i invite you to go and have a look at it just to see she's having uh-huh. a cry in his arms tears mm-hmm. and tantrums um what to do when babies and children cry but it's really more, this so this is really more for parents of generally two to eight year olds. But again, I would say it's really helpful for anyone. I've had many people who don't have children or children in their lives and who have read this book and said it's helped them really understand themselves a lot better. I think anyone who has anything to do with, you know, understanding feelings, understanding trauma could really benefit from reading it. Um, It does actually talk about crying in infants, birth to one year, but it doesn't go into it as much detail as the aware baby that we're going to talk about. So, actually, start from zero, zero to eight, but also for anyone. So, yeah, again, we're just going to say, actually, it's for you if you're a human being.
1: Yeah, totally. Now I must admit, I read that book a long time ago, so I can't actually even remember what's in it. But I, I mean, I'm I know the theory, um, and understand, you know, obviously what it is about. But you might have to give me a recap of what are the chapters around. Well, I
0: can go through the chapters. It's really lovely because it really is just basically about tears and tantrums. So if you really want to dive deep, and especially if you've been, perhaps you've been maybe doing other kinds of parenting and you've seen tears and tantrums always indicating an unmet need and perhaps you've done everything you could to, uh, you know, jiggle your baby a million times, which I certainly did for the first three months of my daughter's life, even though I knew about aware parenting, you know, perhaps you've done everything you can to distract your child from their feelings. This might be a helpful book. So the part one is some facts about tears and tantrums. Uh, Part two is crying in infants birth to one year. Part three is crying and raging children, one to eight years. And then there's practical applications. There's lots of things like sources of stress for children, what to do when children cry, um, crying during separations, bedtime crying, the broken cookie phenomenon, which is a really handy one to know about. Yeah, just really, um, again, helpful for every human. Because wouldn't it be great if everybody just got these books for free Mm-hmm. I don't know, at some point in their lives. It just arrives on their doorstep and, and it's just like, here, can of learn some things about feelings <laughs> and trauma and play and connection and attunement and love.
1: <laughs> I love your utopian world. <laughs> the birds are singing. <laughs> they are. Everyone's reading these books. <laughs> we're
0: well, just like you like to do a bazillion things, which I actually do too.
1: I I
0: um, believe in I love. In, um a new
1: world it's that's beautiful. coming <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful it's beautiful um no. all right well- so then, so Alitha after tears and Tantrum, so Alitha then did um, cooperative and connected. Sorry, Laila,
0: because you really Laila really wanted to do it in order of publication, but I wanted to start with the most recent <laughs> one. So that would have been really nice, Laila. We could do another. We could do an alternative episode. You know, like those books you have as kids when you go, I uh, read up to this, read this page, and then which do you choose? Do you go to the through
1: the <laughs> forest, or are you going into the car park? We can. Do- I remember reading cooperative and connected because it was kind of more. It was the next step on really from Tears and Tantrums, wasn't it? Just to add a little bit more around when kids, you know, why they won't cooperate, and and, but it really brings in a lot around the feelings and stuff as well, yeah?
0: Yes, yeah, it used to be called So there was an original version called Helping Young Children Flourish. So, again, this is like relatively recent, uh, 2018 Mm. edition. Yeah, lots on Tears and Tantrums, but it also has a lot on fears and frights, which I, I think is amazing. It's got a chapter on living and learning. Um, one on playing and pretending one on conflicts and challenges one on friends and foes one on eating and ailments which I think is amazing Mm. Um, it's just really just got lots and lots of really practical details to understand just so many of the things that parents find challenging like you can look in here and go how can I prepare my child for a new baby or um what if my child uses food to suppress emotions? Or how can I help my child deal with physical pain? All those kinds of things.
1: Mm. really helpful because I think they're the things, as you're saying, that pop up in parenting a lot. And, you know, it's it's quite familiar that we see similar things come up often around toileting or around food or elements of control that children have sleep obviously is a huge one that we talk about all the time they're those themes that turn up a lot for children don't they you know and that's i think that book really addresses um many of those topics that we can often go what do i do with this
0: yeah there's a great one as well on um how can i minimize the effect of sexism and gender stereotypes just yeah just lots of really great things so again if you're a human alive on the planet, I recommend getting that book too. So basically, just get all of them <laughs> when you want to, you feel most cool to. I mean, by
1: Marion, a message and she'll <laughs> send them to you. I will send them. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, that would be great, though. I would like to send them to
0: everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> start a philanthropic did, fund, and I just did used to do that
0: when, when I first became an aware parent You probably remember I used to buy book boxes of Aletha's books and take them and give them to people and sell them as well to libraries yeah. and bookshops. But um, yeah,
1: oh, good. <laughs> I Sorry. might
0: go back to doing that, you know, going and
1: actually It'd be going, a little side hustle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, but just giving them away to, for free. Like, leaving oh, them giving them away is beautiful. Yeah. We can do some giveaways, there you I go. We should do that, that on our podcast, I
0: shouldn't we? Do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we've got uh, the upcoming thing that we've been talking about, we can yeah. do that. We...
1: Yeah, beautiful. What next one's next? Touch
0: and play. Ah, and...
1: Yes, so good.
0: What's that lovely person on the front lail? Oh, would that be you? <laughs> <laughs> lovely boy when he was little. Mm. Um touch and play, fantastic book. Um, so you probably no, but attachment play, if you're newer to this work, attachment play is another way that children heal from stress and trauma, but also a way that they, well, we can prepare them for things like a new sibling or going to the dentist. We can help them process things. We can help them feel much more connected with us. Just we can help them be more willing to cooperate. attachment play is an amazing thing to add to any family. It also just helps us actually enjoy family life more. Because when we thought of becoming parents, we probably thought about picnics and and birds flying and joy, you know joyful times together, not um fighting over who was going to sit in the front of the car or you know whatever, whatever. So more play and joy, I think, is a wonderful thing.
1: And what I loved about that book is, I think, when I came across it, that I was like, here's a whole other set of tools to use not only for cooperation to when or but also to help my kids shift their feelings to um to help them process you know stuff that's gone on i mean play and we we've talked about play before on this podcast but it is just so brilliant at, the, at what is possible of what we can do with play. And I often always come back to going play is children's language, right? It's how they process the world. It's process big feelings, but it also can allow them to feel powerful. It can help them navigate scary things. It just play is just so magnificent. And I think that is such a great book in helping to explain the different types of play, but also how powerful it can be to help our children shift stuff. And, you know, that's, I know we talk about this often. It's play is always my kind of first go-to. It was when my kids were little, whenever I could see there was something going on, I'd always interact with some playfulness first to see if that was the thing that could help them shift, whether that was power reversal stuff, whether it was just some silliness, whether it was um, just following their lead on something. It really, I think it's just such a beautiful to create connection and that connection is so fundamental isn't it in helping our kids feel seen helping them move their big feelings helping them find their way back into that balance and that center so it's just it's i think that book is such is just gold for everybody because it just has great ideas in it and helps you understand how powerful play can be for healing and for cooperation
0: Yes, I was a bit mesmerized there. Now I've forgotten what I was going to say. (laughs) I was just listening to you. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's really. And and I think, actually, that's what I was going to say. Also, if you're a little bit newer to aware parenting, sometimes a touch and play can be a really lovely, gentle way in to really just start to get to be familiar with the concepts and also, if you perhaps ha- didn't know about aware parenting and your children are suppressing their feelings and you'd really like to support them in in um, expressing them more, attachment plays also often a really, really helpful place to start. Often um, it kind of loosens up the feelings and, and starts them to bubble up more. So I really recommend it as well if you're a little bit newer and just, yeah, you just want to support them in unloosening um, some of those, so, mm. those deeper feelings.
1: And I think it's also too we, we see this not always but in a lot of couples that um, you know sometimes fathers or, or men or dads can it can feel really confronting listening to feelings and of course we've talked about this in our podcast before of you know there's a lot that's that's about what they've been conditioned to do and it's not okay to cry and all those kind of things. Yet often men can feel a lot more comfortable with play and things like, you know, rumbling, roughhousing and wrestling, all those kind of things and being really playful and really silly can feel just a lot more comfortable for them. And I think that that's, um, that was that what that book speaks to it can be really great to go, hey, if, if you still don't feel comfortable with listening to feelings, you know, this is a beautiful place to start. And I think there's lots of great suggestions in there that can um, really support that yes and
0: also for women who often get conditioned more into not being so playful and not not being playful like with with uh rough and tumble and so on can be really and I certainly found that I was really comfortable with, well way more comfortable with raging and crying from all the psychotherapy training I'd done and blah 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 but um play was uh, a really new thing to me because you know in the in the 90s when I was doing the whole therapy thing play was seen as a way to you know it was a distraction from feelings and so I really remember when I first discovered oh my god play and laughter are actually part of the healing process wow that was um, yeah it was amazing
1: yeah I love it so good
0: so good all right, next. Be aware, baby. Da, yes. da, 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 da. Wow. So this wow. is Amanda's first book that she wrote and published. And I, I always say 1981. Let me check that that is the case. Oh, no, hang on. 1984. Okay. 1984.
1: This book was just the biggest game changer for me in my life, in my parenting career, when I stumbled across it. uh, Of course, if you've been listening to us, you know, I came across it because I'd had a really big traumatic experience with my baby and I wanted to help her heal and help myself heal. And then when I came across this book, it was like, oh, this was the piece I'd been looking for for many, many years as a parent of not only just helping my child, you know, heal from her tricky birth experience, but how to deal with my bigger kids as well and how to hold space for their feelings. So this was just like, you know, it was, you know, there's many books that sometimes have an impact on us, but this one for sure was one that absolutely changed everything for me.
0: Mm, So he allowed mine. If you see my copy, like it's completely falling to pieces because similarly it's the one I've read the most. I've read it probably about 15 times. And Because it's my biggest passion, and you know my background being, you know, developmental psychology and particularly working with babies and understanding babies, it just you know the the depth and the detail that she has in here is is really profound. So, and again, you know, if you have a baby, it's really helpful. But again, often parents will get it even if their children are older, because because it's helpful to go back and actually understand things that perhaps we didn't understand before and make different interpretations of what was going on you now so often i've worked with parents and you know they filled in the questionnaire and they've been you know the things that they've that they thought were happening with their baby and i've offered different interpretations from an aware parenting perspective and that's just transformed you know how they've how they've seen the experience and yeah, it's really powerful isn't it going back and it's even for ourselves at understanding what we experience as babies which you know is one of my biggest passions. so mm-hmm. it's a beautiful book and also I've also spoken to many parents who've thrown it across the room when they started reading it or you know just felt really big cleanings or just like no I never want to look at this book again and then six months later they just reading it and devouring it and so you know it's it's big and powerful to think mm-hmm. about what babies actually experience because in this culture, we really, you know, we just don't acknowledge that. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, a big and powerful book and very, very, very helpful.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I really second that. I know it can be deeply confronting. Like I remember when I read it, I was really searching for something to help my baby Yet I also then was like, oh, all these feelings of guilt and stuff came up around what I hadn't done with my older children and, and you know, but I also at the same time really trusted and read in those words that healing was possible at any time and, you know, that was part of my journey that even though I hadn't done it with my older children, I, I could start now and today and start listening to their feelings and connecting and trusting that process of healing. So I felt like I was doing like this parallel thing, reading that book. On one hand, I was living it out with my new baby who'd had been through a massive trauma and then also working with, you know, a four and a half year old and nearly an eight year old at the same time and starting to go, okay, have you got stuff to Let's, I'm here, let's listen. And, and I was doing it at all these different stages, which was fascinating and full on. And it kind of became my full-time job for a bit was just listening to their feelings and being there. But, wow, what a game-changer in our family. It stopped the fighting. It stopped us yelling. It's... It just created so much more calm. It was it was so powerful in the shift in family. And and really, and I really do appreciate this. I was probably ready to hear it then. I wouldn't have probably been ready to read it when I first had my son, when he was just a, you know, when I was a first-time mum. I I probably wouldn't have read it because I just would have been like, oh, I was just flat out trying to get through the day or cope with this new identity shift of being a mother. So I do trust the timing of it. And as you say, for some they pick it up and go, no, not for me. And then others will find it in other times but i think the message in there is very very powerful isn't it that healing is possible and that our babies have feelings as well
0: Mm, and as you know because of my own birth experience i i'm i'm constantly being invited to go and, and connect another layer with that and for me that's to understand this stuff as well really to understand for our own baby selves what we went through it can really also support that deep healing and again in a way that i don't often see with other paradigms so Again, helpful for our inner babies as well as our outer babies.
1: Mm, Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, highly, highly recommend. Such a game changer. Mm, Yeah. Is that it? Is is there any
0: more books? No, that's it. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's everyone isn't it is
1: not it? Are there any more anybody here <laughs> anyone's floating around there maybe Alita's got another book in her um <laughs> coming but uh yeah I, I think I will hope that's been helpful for people to just kind of if you've heard about her work and her books but unsure that that might give you a better an idea of what one might appeal to you or get them all as Marion said or you know hit Marion up with an email and say do you want to send them to me <laughs> 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 uh, or you might have friends who uh have them or some a library. Stock them. You can always ask your library to stock them, which can be good. So, yeah, yeah.
0: and that's the other thing. I mean, most you can get them from most online bookstores as well. So, yeah, that's that's a way to get them. And what did I want to say? I'd also just like to acknowledge not just uh, Aletha again for writing them and all that she's put into them and all that I've learned from them and all that I information I've passed on and played with. So, thank you, Alitha
1: <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your body of work, which then has allowed others to become instructors and take it out into the world. It's, you know, it's it's really amazing. I often say that I think Aletha was so ahead of her time. And I know she was building on other people's concepts and work, which I think we all do, but gosh, it's been so um, powerful in my own life and then all the others that we then take out there and reach. It's it's amazing. It's such a beautiful legacy, her work.
0: Yes, I did actually want to say, uh, if you do, and I was a bit joking, like just get them all. But if you're in a particular situation, and often, you know, busy parents, like, oh, yeah, all the time to read six books, if you might have a few moments here and there to read one, and you're in, you know, you have a question to say, which one do do we think might be relevant, please um, send us a little message on our Instagram, and we'd love to respond.
1: Yeah, beautiful. So, talking about um, books, Marion, should we should we share our, our wonderful news about this book that we've talked about forever? <laughs> that's just been such an evolution. Well, we're happy to say our book is so close now. We have a title. Should we share our title of our yeah, book?
0: Share the title, Leo. Yes.
1: <laughs> beautiful new book is called "Raising Resilient and Compassionate Children: uh Parent's Guide to Behavior, Feelings, and Relationships." So we. Are so excited. It is just about to be birthed. Um, we're just in the final little processes, and we can't wait to share it with you in the next few weeks. Hopefully, it's been such a process, this book, because it's just written itself when it's wanted to. Like we have been so stop start with it because of life. But we I think we've come to the point where we're like, well, it'll happen when it's meant to happen, and now it's very close. So Yes. We've both read it a gazillion times because, um, you know, that's what happens when you edit it. And I think now we're both so sick of it. We're like, I can't even read it again. <laughs> but um, I did. I'd like to that-
0: say Lau, I'd like to pause you. We're not sick of it, but it's like, know. it's like, um, you know, when you've read something so many times, I like, cannot really yeah. see see the, the, the wood for the trees.
1: I did but- say to you the other day, didn't I, because I was doing some more edits yesterday and I sent you a message and I'm like, it's really good. <laughs> oh, my God, it's really good. I'm reading it again with fresh eyes. I'm reading it again. Like I'm someone who's new to this, and I was like, it's it's a beautiful um, combination of storytelling, of theory, practicalities, lots of compassion, lots of beautiful stuff you can do to support yourself in your own story, and and lots around aware parenting, and um, yeah, we're very excited to bring it out into the world. Yeah, and we'll do some things, you know, once it
0: gets a bit clear about exactly when we'll we'll do some. I don't like the word launch, but some launchy type things, a birthy type things, and um, we got we've got some exciting people who are going to be
1: <gasps> putting
0: nice words on the front. So oh, that's even always, more. they thrilling. always want to have a quiz. Actually, we could do a quiz. I was going to say quiz where you win stuff, but that's not really. It's not. Yeah. That sounds a bit naughty We have
1: some but really amazing people. Like endorsing
0: <laughs> <It's gonna laughs> some some nice words on the front. I don't even remember what that term
1: is, but endorsing yeah. endorsing. endorsing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's very exciting. We've got some people who are really doing amazing work in the world who are really happy to support and endorse our book, and that just feels incredibly humbling as well. So it's good. It's almost here. And we would like to say, I'm saying on behalf of you, Lael, that thank you so much to all of you
0: because you're listening and you're sharing and actually you feel touched to tears. has been all part of the process and you know the, the way that Aware Parenting is spreading. And this podcast has been such a core part of that, as well as, of, of course, all the Aware Parenting instructors around the world and all the parents practicing Aware Parenting, you sharing it. And there's been a process that we've been through as part of this podcast, which has been so profound and beautiful. And so, thank you all for being a part of this journey with us. We are really deeply touched and grateful to you. Thank you for being part of this movement to actually help. You know, Lyle, you often say, "I'm doing this for the children," and you know, we just both have such a deep love and care for for an understanding of children that's compassionate and we both love feeling so much so we just we're so grateful and glad that we get to chat here and that you listen and you get to share it and thank you thank you so much
1: yeah I I second all of that at your messages that you send us and just how impactful it is and you know we often just joke it's just Marion and I just haven't chat and then we forget that it's going many places and it's, um yeah, it's it's very humbling and it feels a real privilege to be able to just talk about this and how much that, and this work impacts our lives and how much we love it and, and what we see it does for humanity. So thank you to everybody for, yeah, just for listening and supporting it and for taking it into your homes because it really is for the children, isn't it? It's to create a whole different way of being with our kids and healing for ourselves so that we can... We can move forward on this planet with a lot more kindness and love. Really, that's that's the why, hey? Yeah, because really
0: practicing this, it does create a new world. It creates humans who are not going to be fighting wars and doing lots of really unenjoyable things. So thank you for really, I know I'm going back into my uh, Nirvana, what is the word you used to get utopia? Utopia like, itopia, like da, da, da. but thank you for being part of part of actually changing the paradigm and being part of the evolution of consciousness on our gorgeous earth. Yes, that's
1: it. That's good. <laughs> All right, wow well that feels exciting i'm glad we got to kind of really honor Aletha's work and her amazing books and you know put ours out there into the world it will be there very very soon and um thank you again to everybody for for all your beautiful comments and suggestions and just for sharing and and listening it, yeah it touches us deeply
0: thank you all so very much and so much love to you
1: Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marianrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.